Hey, this is Wilson. No Jason this week, as always. What's up, Galvis? What's up, bro? Nothing much, man. So uh, there was no episode last year. I'm sorry. There was no episode last week. Uh, I apologize for that. Uh, but we're back. Um, the Lakers just com- completed a uh, a three in one week um, with last night's win over the Magic, one hundred six to ninety four. So they improved to fifteen um, and thirteen. Uh, Anthony Davis has missed the last couple of games with, uh, I think it's a knee injury, uh, but it's not believed to be serious. And Frank Vogel said, you know, they did the, the MRI and it was, you know, his structurally his knee, his knee looks good. So nothing to be too concerned about there. It was just an Anthony Davis knee injury, huh? What? I said it was just the Anthony Davis knee injury. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's just the typical Anthony Davis banged up. That's what I meant. It's just another Anthony Davis injury. Yeah. Just a, you know, something, you know, that's just how Anthony Davis is, you know? Um, LeBron has been, uh, LeBron's been playing uh, really well as of late. Uh, you have t- too many guys at the top, LeBron, AD, and Westbrook, for them to like lose to some of these teams that they've lost to, you know. Um, and you know, I think LeBron lately uh, has been showing some, uh, you know, showing some pride, you know, uh, because the Lakers shouldn't be. Uh, you yeah, know, but do you think do you think it's too much, too soon? Like, can he keep this up for the next fifty games, sixty games? At thirty-seven years old, yeah, and see, that's the thing about it is I don't, I don't see him playing the next. You know, like he's missed twelve games already, I think, and yeah. I don't see him at this point in LeBron's career. I think he's a fifty or sixty game player, you know. But but for those sixty games, he's still going to be really, really good. And I was thinking about it last night. How it kind of reminds me of um of uh like Barry Bonds. Later in his career, you know, yeah. um, maybe not quite the MVP years, but you know, even after that, Bonds was still a very, very dangerous hitter. You know, um, LeBron. So, so, so since LeBron came back from the suspension from the Isaiah uh, third incident, he's had 39, 30, 33, 23, 30, 20, 33, and 30. You know, uh, and last night he had a triple double. He became the oldest player, I think, in history to have a 30 point uh, triple double. Um, Galvis, where do you stand? It's uh, we're what now? Uh, Twelve days away from Christmas. I remember you asked me on the podcast what I think the Lakers' record would be. Uh, you know, come Christmas time, and I was like, I hate to say they're going to be five hundred. <laughs> they're two games over right now. They're playing a little bit better just because they won two in a row. Um, but here's the thing: so they have. They're. It's taking. You know. Vintage LeBron-like games to beat bad teams. That's the problem, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if he's doing that against Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Warriors, Nuggets, you know, then, okay, that's understandable. But, you know, they're losing to teams that they should beat. And they're also losing to teams that, you know, that are really good. Like, for example, um, just looking at the schedule real quick. Listen to the losses they have against these teams. Golden State, Phoenix, 
Memphis, who looks like they're going to be a, a good, a good, uh, a good team. They've lost to Portland. They've lost to Chicago, Milwaukee, Boston. They've lost to the Clippers. So all these really good teams that are like playoff contending teams, they're losing to a lot of them, right? And listen to like they're beating San Antonio. They beat in um. Uh, let's see here. They've beaten Houston. You know. Detroit, Indiana, Sacramento, teams they should be beating. That's the only thing that concerns me. Yeah, I I have to disagree with you. One thing I think is that uh, when I look around the league, I don't really see that. I don't really see anybody to really fear, you know? Um, the only two teams you have to fear is... If Clay Thompson comes back to at least 75%, one. Mm-hmm. And then two, if the Brooklyn can get their top three stars in the playoffs healthy. Mm-hmm. That's the only probably um that's probably the only thing I can I can say about, you know, the Lakers. I I just I, I mean you know, with Brooklyn and, and Golden State, because Golden State, man, they're they're something else, and you know, they finally have other players that can create shots for themselves other than Steph Curry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wiggins, Poole looks like he's going to be a good player. You know, and this is without Wiseman, right? Wiseman's been hurt for how long? Oh yeah, he hasn't played this year. Yeah, is he coming back or is he or is he done for the year? No, he's getting closer. Yeah, uh, see? Yeah, no yeah. wise men, you know. And see, that's the thing about when these young players, when they're injured for so long, what's the only one thing they can do in practice? What? Shoot. Mm-hmm. You know? I know Trevor Reza, that's what he said when he was, when, you know, when he won the three-peat with the Lakers or when they won the three-straight championship uh, finals. He said, I think he had broken his leg or something. And all, all he could do was just shoot, or a foot. All he could do was just shoot for like three months. And that's yeah. why he went from somebody who couldn't shoot the ball at all to like a very dangerous 3 and D type player. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but who knows, man? Who knows? I, I look around the league, and the only teams that are five games or more above 500 are Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Chicago, Miami, uh, that's in the East, and then Phoenix and Golden State, Utah, and Memphis. You know, so, and then it's a bunch of teams that are kind of right around that middle of the pack. Like, so the Clippers are 15 and 12, the Lakers are 15 and 13, Dallas and Denver are 13 and 13, Minnesota's 12 and 15. Um, in the East, you know, Indiana's 12 and 16. The Knicks are 12 and 15. Toronto's 12 and 14. Boston's 13 and 14. Atlanta's 13 and 13. Uh, you know, uh, and then Charlotte's 15 and 13. Washington and Philly are 15 and 12. Cleveland's 16 and 12. So it's kind of like a bunch of like kind of middle of the pack. Like there's no, yeah. you know, it's now, just like. Now, does that say. What does that say about the NBA? That it's either really good or it's really bad. Mm-hmm. 
this is a down year around the league, you know, because there's no team like you know like those LeBron Cleveland teams or the Durant Warriors teams. What if what if there was a a fully healthy Kyrie, James Harden, and, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, that would be that would be different. And there is—I I was reading today that this morning that there is some like optimism now that Kyrie may play this year. You know, oh. and also I didn't realize that he's actually still getting half of his salary because the Nets decided that he he won't play half the games. He'll just play no games because he won't play the because he won't get vaccinated so he can play the home games. So he's still getting half of his salary. I wonder if he was really forfeiting his whole salary if he would if he would be sitting out. You know, he's still getting like seventeen million dollars <laughs> just to sit at home. You know, so but yeah, there's been I don't know what the optimism is about, but I did read there was a, a bunch of reports about that that there is some optimism that he might uh, optimism that he might play this year. But yeah, man, I just I just look around. I know you know Milwaukee. They had some injuries, and they kind of like you know were slow to start the season. But now they're playing. Uh, they're playing much better. You know they've won. They won eight of ten. Um, but you know it's just it's not really like it's, like I said. There's nobody that you would get to the playoffs and go, oh my god. Even you know like Phoenix. You know we were in the playoffs last year against Phoenix before AD got hurt. We were having our way with them. You know, um, Golden State. You know it's like. They've been really, really good, but it's not like I feel like it's just in, like they just can't be beaten, you know. Um, Utah, you're never really going to be afraid of Utah like that, you know. So I don't know, man. I just, I just think it's it's this just a year where you know if there ever a year where the Lakers could kind of just you know take the use the regular season as a sort of like you know working out all the you know the cobwebs and getting everything together and get on the same page that this would be it. You know, because there's no, like I said, there's no dominant team, and they're 15 and 13, and they're the sixth seed, and they're only a game and a half out of the uh, of the fourth seed. You know, so that that fourth seed is still is is right there. That would give them home court, uh, you know, in the first round. Um, so yeah, man, I just think, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm just, I, mean, I guess it's probably because they won a couple games. I'm feeling a little bit more, you know, up about them. Uh, but you know, I just um, you know, it's it's getting better. It does seem like it's getting better. But it, it was just it, it was just two games. I had a three in one week. You know. Okay. Now we're coming up to where you can start trading players. Obviously, Ben Simmons, Damian Lillard, those are the two hot names. Ben Simmons is. There's always been rumors ever since he signed with Rich Paul. You know that you know he was going to come to the Lakers, but. Um, do you see, like, if the Lakers clearly need to do something to get better, right? What is that something? What, what do you think they need? Um, um, to get this roster to where they need to be. And well, can't do anything. I heard that they were looking at Jeremy Grant for the Pistons. I don't know who what they would give. It probably one of those things where they give up nothing and then get a good player like the Lakers always do. <laughs> uh, and then the Ben Simmons thing, my buddy Sark texted me this morning and asked me if I uh, would I trade Russ for Russell Westbrook for for Ben Simmons. And I said, uh, basketball wise, yeah. Feelings wise, no. 
because Russ is from LA and I just want to see it you know, work out. Ben um, Simmons is actually what the Lakers need because Russell Westbrook shoots too much and Ben Simmons doesn't shoot enough. So, you know, it's like But Westbrook is stop shooting them? kinda. Huh? <laughs> huh? What'd you say? I said Westbrook has kind of stopped shooting. And they've been playing better. It seems like he's realizing well the le- the less I do, the better we um the better we are, you know? Um but I feel like if they were gonna trade for uh for Ben Simmons, they probably would have they probably that probably would have happened already if that were even um a possibility. Yeah. Well remember they just got Westbrook, so they wouldn't be able to trade Simmons. Oh, that's uh, right. They would have to wait a little while. Yeah. So um Uh, I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's it's gonna be uh, it's definitely gonna be a um, an interesting season to go. But now, let me ask you this: If you're the Lakers, and they said, "Okay, package a deal for Ben Simmons," but obviously, you got to give up Russell Westbrook to make the salaries match, and uh, and THT, you do that. Like I said, my feelings, I think, basketball-wise, I think it's a, it's a good trade uh, because of what, I mean, Simmons, his versatility and his defense, you know. But like I said, what Westbrook has dialed it back so much that it's like he won't even, like, you know, the, the, the offense, you know, I mean, Westbrook was such a more dynamic offensive player in Oklahoma City and Houston and, and, and Washington, and now he's not even averaging 20 points a game. Uh, almost by design, so it kind of wouldn't hurt to have Ben Simmons come in and not shoot because even Westbrook is like starting not to shoot. Uh, it, three of the last four games, Westbrook didn't even take uh, ten shots. You know, so yeah. but um, basketball wise, long- yeah, hmm? basketball wise, I think it's a good it's a good move. Um, but feelings wise, like I said. I wouldn't pull the trigger on that because Russ just got here. I want to see it work out, uh, you know, for him here, and us to try to win a championship with him here. Um, I'm thinking like you're freaking ten years old, bro. Be a man. <laughs> That's you, gotta I am, do, man. you gotta you gotta do what's best for the team. Not you don't want to hurt. Now I get it. It's gonna be very awkward to trade him, right? Because this was his homecoming. He's always wanted to play for the Lakers. You know, he's finally you know he's shown that, you know, maybe he can play third fiddle to to a championship caliber team. And then now you're going to trade him. It's um it's definitely bittersweet, but, you know, I I've always been uh, like for example, even when when LeBron's murals were getting like vandalized because they couldn't accept, and now obviously this was obviously before you know Kobe's Kobe's death. Like they couldn't accept that he was better than Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. Or it just wasn't going to work out. You know, I've always been the mindset of I don't care who the Lakers get. You know, if they're if he's going to help them, like win a championship. Like for example, like uh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Patrick Beverly. I can't stand that dude. But if he mm-hmm. came to the Lakers, 
I have no choice but to like really root for the guy. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, I was. I've always been like that, though, guys. I've always been very sentimental about you know, especially guys who've helped us win championships. Now, Westbrook, Westbrook hasn't. If Westbrook, if Westbrook weren't from LA, I wouldn't care, you know. Uh, but this the whole LA thing and him, you know, going to UCLA and growing up a Lakers fan and all that. That's what makes me, uh, you know, very like you know, sentimental about about Westbrook. Um, another thing about Westbrook, like I said, uh, he played the best basketball of his career uh, as far as efficiency uh, in Houston when he stopped shooting threes. And so in the last two games, he's, he, took, he didn't take any threes last night. He took one three against OKC. Uh, and then three, three threes before that, four threes, two threes. Um, so, you know, that, that's the key to Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we're starting to play a little bit better when he stopped um, shooting threes. Um, looking at the schedule uh, for this week, the Lakers have Dallas coming up on Wednesday. Dallas is kind of struggle. Like I said, they're 13 and 13. So they're playing 500 ball right now. Luca has admitted that he came into this season not in the best shape, at like 260 pounds, which is probably about you know a good 15, 20 pounds over his his normal playing weight. Um, then they have a Minnesota team that beat the doors off us earlier this year at uh, at Staples Center. Um, but they've kind of fallen behind a little bit. They're like, I guess they were 11 and 15 now. And then there'll be the rematch uh, against Chicago. They beat the Brakes office too. And that one will be, uh, also all three of these games are going to be on the road. Um, and then we go on the next week, it's, you know, Phoenix and then San Antonio, Brooklyn. So it's like, you know, those are, you know, the, the, the schedule's starting to get a little bit tougher. But then again, it can only be so bad because like I said, there aren't any really uh, dominant teams, you know. Um, there's, there's really only a, a couple, you know, it's like a couple of teams at the very, very top, Phoenix and uh, and uh, and Golden State, and Brooklyn is starting to get there. And then after that, there's like another, you know, so right now it's like Phoenix and, and Golden State, they're on one tier. And there's like Brooklyn and, you know, Chicago and, and uh, Utah. And that's just like the second tier. And there's kind of like everything else. I mean, there's everybody else, basically, you know. So the Lakers just have to like put their their mind to it and decide that we're just going to win. Like, let me, let me. All right, this, all right. Hold on. Could this? I just saw something. Could it be that we are just so used to LeBron for so long? He's been the best player in the NBA for how many years? Since what? 2010, for sure. He's not the best player in the league anymore, but yeah. Yeah, but for at least 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing this graph that shows best player in the NBA, Steph Curry, right? Mm-hmm. He's averaging 27, 5, and 6, 24.6 PER per. A washed <laughs> up, over the hill, can't hack it anymore. LeBron James is averaging 26, 6, and 7. So... Could it just be that we're just so used to LeBron that it's like what he does, it's so we're so used to it that it just does nothing for us anymore. 
Oh like, yeah, I what? think that's. I think it. Well, it uh, I'll say that at this point, I'm in. I'm impressed just because for him to be in year 19 and still be as good as he is, it's like incredible. Yeah. You know, the only thing that takes away from it is that you know he's not these days. He's going to be hurt. He's going to miss 20 to 30 games or whatever. You know, but the fact that he's still as good as he is when he's out there is amazing. But while he was still was still in his prime, I mean, it got to a point where it was like, you know. It, it, like like you said, we got so used to him being so dominant that we almost took it for granted, you know. Yeah, and that's um, what I'm saying. Like, like, how is it that we can say Steph is the probably top two players in the NBA right now, right? And LeBron is maybe out, maybe a top ten. I mean, for sure, he's between five and ten, right? Mm-hmm. But he's averaging more stat. He has more points per game, more assists, more rebounds, everything. And yet, he's considered washed up. Right, and um, yeah, I'm, I may have actually undervalued this later stage, like this LeBron at this point in his career, because he's clearly still. I mean, I mean, as an offensive player, he still has a lot, a lot left. You know, this is probably the best he's ever been as a as a scorer. You know, yeah. now um, one one thing we haven't talked about, and everybody's saying on social. I mean, I don't really watch Laker games like that anymore. I mean, I watch highlights, but. Obviously, with highlights, you don't get the full story. AD is the biggest question mark. Is from what you've seen, what's wrong with him? Like, why are so many people like dogging um, AD? Does he not look right? Does he not look healthy? Does he look weak? Does he look complete? Like, what, what's what's wrong with AD? Well, I remember two years ago when we won the championship. AD saying that he, um, that you know, their motto was that they never wanted to lose two games in a row, right? And, you know, he was a big part of that. You know, being, I mean, it was the whole team, but with him being, you know, he was 26 at the time, and, you know, just being so young and still having fresh legs and everything. And I just feel like two years later, he's still, I mean, he's still young. He's still, I mean, he's in the prime of his career at 28 years old. But I just think that he, he feels he got, like an old twenty-eight, though, huh? And I feel like he, I feel like he won the title, and he got the big contract, and I just feel like he doesn't have the same. Now the numbers are still there. He's averaging twenty-four and ten on the team with two other, you know, high, like, profile, you know, players numbers-wise. You know, guys who are going to take, you know, LeBron and Westbrook guys who are going to take away from his, you know, his individual numbers. I think everybody has to sacrifice a little bit. Um, but I, I think that's it. It just seems like he doesn't have, have quite the same will to dominate, you know, um, even when you take that into consideration, you know, the fact that you would expect his numbers to dip a little bit, uh, instead of averaging 26, 27, 28, he's averaging 24, but the numbers are still there. The efficiency is still there. He hasn't shot the three well. But I just think, uh, I just think that's the, the difference. He just doesn't have, like I said, he, he won, he won his ring. He got his big contract. Uh, he's playing for the Lakers. He's playing for he's you know he's in LA playing for the Lakers. He got married, and I just think he doesn't have the eye of the uh, of the tiger um, anymore. But he's still a very very good player. I mean, he's still, he's still a great player, you know. Um, and like I said, the you know numbers wise, he's he's still performing, but he just doesn't have that same you know, like when he was in. When he was in New Orleans, he was like, you know, 
like when, like Kareem when Kareem like Kareem in the seventies was like you know most people remember I think Kareem like from the eighties when he was a little bit older and he was like more you know he I mean Kareem in the seventies was just a complete like a like a like a menace man <laughs> you know when he would have when he still had hair and he would you know he he was you know, he punched Kent Benson in the I think did you mention that a couple episodes ago or something like that when he punched Kent Benson oh, yeah. um, in the face you know. <laughs> Kareem was a different cat, and that's kind of what Anthony Davis reminded me of in New Orleans. You know, and Kareem, he won the title with uh, with Oscar Robertson in Milwaukee, and then on those Lakers teams before Magic got there, I think they made the conference finals once or twice, but they couldn't get over the hump. So it wasn't really that he was winning, but that's when he was having like his best years. Kareem, and Kareem won five MVPs in the seventies, and so AD when he was in New Orleans, that's when he seemed like you know, like the most menacing, and now that he's with the Lakers. And it's just kind of like such a, you know. Because remember, all of this was, all of this was made to, because see, even though the Lakers won a championship last year, uh, and I'm not discrediting it, but it just didn't feel like a real championship. There was no parade. There was no fans. There was, it was just very, Bland. It was a very bland championship, right? Um, and you know, when we traded for Anthony Davis, he was only twenty six, and he was in this prime. And you know, really before Giannis took over, everybody was saying Anthony Davis is you know the next guy to carry the torch. And it just seems like, um, you know. You're right. He got the contract. And he just doesn't have the hunger anymore. You know? And But how much of that do you think is LeBron's fault for not getting the best out of him? No, I don't think you put on LeBron. Anthony Davis was, a, was like, yeah, like I said, LeBron, he, he doesn't need to be for somebody to motivate him. This is somebody who in New Orleans, I mean, Anthony Davis has the third highest PR in the history of the game, mostly on the basis of what he did in New Orleans. You know, he was a dominant player on teams that were not that good or just a little bit above average. You know, one time he made the second round. Um, so this, this is, we know what he can be, but it just seems like he doesn't have that same, you know, like I said, the fire just doesn't, it's just t- t- like the t- the will to dominate. Like I said, it seems like it's just not um, not there anymore, you know. Um, but I, I think you were saying something too. Uh, so a few episodes ago, you were saying that maybe the Lakers just can't get up for like some of the <laughs> so, you know these regular season games, you know. Especially like when I said that there are not there aren't any dominant. Um, you know, there aren't that many dominant teams where you look at them on the schedule and you have to go, okay, we have to really, you know, be on our, you know, we got to get our, go to sleep on time the night before, get our, make sure we get our rest. It's not really any, you know, uh, games like that. You know, you read off. Well, the, one thing they do have to avoid is getting that seventh through tenth seed because that's just the playing game. Anything can happen in one game. Mm-hmm. So obviously, as long as they're still within the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth seed, then they should be fine. Yeah. But, um, for example, uh, let's see. 
you really think a Wednesday night, December 29th, they're going to give it their all against the Memphis Grizzlies? That's what I'm right. saying. You know, they can't. They're like, or, or on a I Wednesday, agree with what you. Or, I think you were saying or on a Wednesday in Sacramento. Yeah. You know, are they gonna have their <laughs> their A game? They've been around it's guys who've been around too long and done too much to still have that type of you know, yeah, like to be able to get up for those type of uh, those type of games. You know. Um, and the crazy thing is, you remember when Trey Young they interviewed him early in the game in the year, mm-hmm. and he said. Uh, he said, I don't get excited for playoff games. I mean, I don't get excited for regular season games anymore. It's boring. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's something that I'm pretty sure, uh, especially a team like the Lakers, you know, where they're old, dude. By Howard's been every, you know, DeAndre Jordan, Russell Westbrook, Anthony LeBron, like, they haven't, um, you know, they're not gonna. They know what they know what the NBA playoffs are about. You know, you might try to win a couple games in 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 late April for the seeding purposes if you want to avoid a certain team in the first round. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. So before we get out of here, just a reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and every other major podcatcher. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TC Pod Network and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Podca- Podcast Network. Send feedback and mailback questions to Complete Lakers Podcast at gmail.com. We are out.